Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jacko. Answering your calisthenics questions, helping you to redefine your impossible. If you want more great content from us, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we've got a great YouTube channel where you can get in touch with us and ask your questions there. Let's get into these questions now. Welcome back to the Scorecast, Senex. It is Tim and Jack, and we are here answering your questions again. Do you know what number it is, Tim? Don't say it like that. I like answering the questions. I know, it's meant it's in a good thing. It was All good, right. yeah. I love um, the questions. Answering more questions. I know, so answering questions them. again. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, put them in the comment, send us an email, send us a message on It can be anything, anything. providing it's calisthenics related. Ish. We did talk a lot about uncalisthenics stuff on the Christmas podcast. Yeah, we occasionally get questions that are just not. But it might not make Shareable. it. But one of the key things to um, we've said right from the beginning, those who've been listening right from the off know that if there's a couple of things that you can get your question um, it's like we, answered we, or asked on the... These boys talk a lot about like the algorithm, which is like the YouTube or the Facebook. He says, Jacko would simply go, the algorithm's changed. We're in the algorithm. I'm like, what's this? It's like the Matrix. Yeah. So, so get our, in our algorithm. It's <laughs> <is> very simple. <laughs> Go on, it's two key, two, two key components. Well, Question Master... Is normally the one who picks them, uh, picks the questions, and, and brings them. Because I haven't really table. got anything to do most days, so I'm just <laughs> searching around YouTube, just looking for questions. That is very busy. Um, but the, the, the algorithm to get on our question list is basically to pay us a compliment. Is one is is it's one factor. What's the other one? If you've got an exciting name, exciting name, so it's difficult for Dave to pronounce. Yeah, that's yeah. always good. What's um, the third one? The other one. See, the is, algorithm has changed. I don't even know what, what the algorithm is. What was the first one? Compliment. Yeah. Compliment. Good name. A good name. Question maybe that calisthenics. was it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it. there was something else, but no, maybe that is it. Is it this yeah, but it's like it, I wonder that. Yes, yeah, so the, the, it's about like if you know that, like if you're in the know, like so that's part uh, of like if you right, know that, that you need to. So this question yes. has come in. Loving the podcast, guys, and listening to them all repeatedly. Does it certainly got my attention? Quick question about the compliments on selecting the questions. Yeah. Do you differentiate or prioritize if you think it's authentic? compliment versus I've now got the grip of the algorithm and now I'm promoting myself to It you. depends how funny it is. Right. <laughs> so if it's really, really sort of like Mickey taking, but they're on board, yeah. then yeah, it might go to the yeah. top of the list. If it's not authentic and it, yeah, do you know what I mean? They've still got a try out. There's a little bit of, although it's not, it's not there's, a, there's an art, it's an art to it as well mm. as it being sort of a scientific algorithm. We are not in any way we got the question yet, have we? <laughs> about ourselves and, and therefore seeking your approval. Um, anyway, so it says, ask me, ask me a question. Hi, hi guys. Uh, loving the podcast. This came in via email. Loving the podcast and repeatedly, uh, listen to them repeatedly. Um, you've certainly got my well, attention. Well done. Crikey. <laughs> yeah. Why are you listening to them more than once? Um, following you in a slightly stalkerish manner, which I thought was funny. Yeah, you get that good. marker. But, but you're safe as I live in Devon. Ex- and repeated exclamation. It's a slight mark. problem because I've now to take Devon off my holiday list. Yeah, I don't know that he knows that you can. Yeah. I'll let you know when he's going to be um, pop around to see him. <laughs> and he's currently trying to redefine his impossible. And he used to be a former rugby player. Now and, we're and, and he's already got the handstand ebook that he's following uh, and says it's awesome. And he's used the emoji with the sunglasses. I've seen a new emoji today from a sister, uh, a selfie emoji. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that one. Yeah, get that Must one. Be the get, gonna, yeah, I know, he needs to start well, using you've, it. You've hit the algorithm. So he's hit a number of them there. Yeah, well done. Uh, but he hits it again. At the end. What's his name? Um, well done. Oh. He gets that at the end. That's what he sounds off. Um, 
But he's coming, so he's working on his, so he's working through the, for the handstand guide, working on his frog stand to handstand, and he's got some questions about, got a bit confused about when we're talking about how many reps and sets to do um, when you're doing something um, like one of the uh, frog stand progressions, when you're holding those isometric positions, how long does he need to be able to do and what does it mean in terms of like reps and sets, how yep. does that work out? Uh, waiting earnestly for your reply, George P. And then he's put, P.S., no exciting name to work out, I'm afraid, thanks. So obviously he's... George, you're in. You're in. Well done. Um, I, <laughs> well done. I, would, I would have, I would have chosen you based on the fact that I'm, I'm a fan of, the, of creative language, and you've said that you're waiting earnestly. Yeah, I would have enjoyed. That. I mean, most of it. There was, yeah. Hey, I think we can make the answer shorter than the question. Agreed. Let's S go for it. That would be interesting. Shall I? You go for it. May I? Um, right. So, George, uh, fairly straightforward answer. Frog stand is an isometric position. So if it would be the same rules would apply if we were talking planche progressions, if we were talking flag progressions, if we were talking back front lever. levers or back lever, anything which is static position. So our, we, you can dive into a bit more of like what are the, the ideal kind of different variations within isometric holds, but the sweet spot is between 9 and 13 seconds. And that's just based on a transfer over to uh, equivalent percentage repetition maxes if you were doing something like a weighted exercise, like a squat or bench press, something like that. So. What is sometimes worth doing is just trying to do a maximal effort hold and seeing what that is, and then going back to find a progression that you can hold for roughly sort of let's say 10 seconds. And if you can put four to six sets down of that, I normally aim for the upper end of that, so I, yeah. I normally go 10 seconds, six sets, just because I think I benefit from that. Unless the session is I just want to touch base with something, up, upgrade a little bit maybe, just put a little bit of polish on and then move on. But my, if, I, if it's a dedicated session, I'm going to put a little bit more um, higher repetition, oh, sorry, higher set numbers together. Um, the majorly important thing with the frog stand, which I think we see a lot of people missing out on, is that they forget to push the floor. So it can become quite a relaxed position. You can hang out there and you go, 30 seconds to, yeah. got that easy. Try and do a frog stand for 10 seconds. Like if I do one, I'm literally shaking that hard. You should really feel like you're trying to push your knees off your elbows when you're doing a frog stand. You should be pushing as hard as you can for 10 seconds. The basic um, physiology behind strength training adaptations is that we need to create sufficient overload. So by pushing harder, creating more tension in that position and applying that for longer, the brain's response then is, okay, need to build some more strength, need to make some changes to the neural connection with the muscle, muscle size, whatever it might be. If it's hanging out there for 30 seconds, the brain gets a message that goes, you know what, got this, no need to make a change. So we don't then stimulate adaptation we're looking for. Yeah. Uh and so when we're on the program in handsome, we've put five to eight. Um, I would just look at that. We often, probably with, with people might be able to hold for varying amounts of time. In a frog stand, like that's, we're talking now as if you've got a frog stand pretty well nailed down. Yeah. When you learn it, and it might be that actually it's five attempts or three seconds, and you need to get to a yeah. point where that movement becomes more comfortable. Um, so if you're, wherever you sit on that spectrum of learning to frog stand or go it well nailed down, I would change my... Um, my approach slightly. Yeah, um, my, just to add in my little two pence worth on that is um, mistake that I find difficult is if you're anything like me, you'll be trying to do the hardest progression you can make and that sometimes you can't hold it for 10 seconds. Um, so you really look back one and go, okay, I can do this one for 10 seconds. Mm. And you don't time it. Of course you don't time it with your phone or your watch. You just count your head, one, two, five, seven, nine, ten. that was it, whoa, that was hard. And realistically, it was two and a half seconds. Yeah. So. Like if you're doing a frog stand, put your phone down in front of you, see what the title, put a clock, have something, some way of actually timing it properly and see 10 seconds feels an awful lot different when you're not mm. counting it in your own head. Um, that's a little tip, that's a little tip from me. 
hope that answers the question. Good. So the other question in this um, handstand problem solving Q&A, Tim, which I didn't fully um, give the title to it at the, okay. at the beginning. I've done it now. I've done it now. Better and this one now. comes from Instagram. And this is from Up90, as his Instagram name is. His name's UP90. Ulf. UP90. Or I know a guy called Ulf. He used to be the food and beverage manager when I worked in Zanzibar. Maybe it's him. Loved a beer. <laughs> Anyway, so Ulf is from Sweden, um, and he's got another question in regards to handstands. Now, um, Ulf has followed our handstand guide and has successfully um, graduated from the yes. school class and it's handstand. Nice, well done. Yes, exactly. Um, of going from a frog to a handstand. Um, and um, I had a lot of interaction with him on Instagram along that way. Um, it was great to see him... It wasn't like a, it took him time. If you, you could literally send him a message, find him on Instagram, send him like, how, how hard is it? He, like he went and he built and it took him mm. time and he kept going, he kept and he was close and he'd send in a video and I'd be like, it's not quite a graduation yet. Like, let me try this. <laughs> Make chance. him work for it. Yeah, he did, well, he did. He, he did. But then you can see it now on the graduates page of the website. So um, his, his question is a little bit like a progression, almost looking at like, where can he go next with his handstand? Yeah. So this would be interesting for those of you out there with that first question is a bit more of a beginner's one. Um, and... Hello, thanks again for a great support. He's put so he's got the compliments. That's, you take, you can take all okay. that. Well, no, it's all right. It's, it's team effort. Um, I've got a question for you that I've, uh, about pros and cons of pressing to handstands, um, comparing pressing with bent or from bent arms or with straight arms, um, and what would you recommend as head of head of human? Head of human, no, head of handstands. Um, and because you can do both very well, you did a really nice um, pike press the other day as well as your straddle. Um, and it's just, but it's just, it's really interesting of how I've seen and observed you train your handstand from nothing. We both started mm. with absolutely nothing, no gymnastics, couldn't ever, never done handstand before, probably not even as a kid, was too busy playing football in the park or whatever. Um, that, that your array of hand balancing and handstand strength skills now having gone through that yes the way you've trained it has actually gave you a quite a wide spectrum of things that you can do with your handstand yeah um i was i, I delve into it i i was actually going to throw this one to you because oh. i think you might have had more valuable learning from this so i actually i went into my calisthenics journey and handstand was the first thing that i wanted to learn and i actually watched very little content about it. I was like, I could do a frog stand, and I kind of figure in my mind that to be able to do a handstand, I needed to get from a frog stand, and I needed to be able to straighten my arms because ultimately that was a position that I was going for. Yeah. It's funny that, that we that's know literally... a lot more now yeah, when we than when we started. Yeah. But that, so I never kicked up into handstand. Actually, if you ask me to kick up into handstand now, that's probably the hardest thing I for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I can straddle, I can press the handstand. I can tiger bend. If you ask me to kick up into a handstand and hold it, I've, that's probably the one that makes me a little bit more nervous, yeah. ironically. But I just, I just never practiced it, partly because I never thought that that was a particularly well-controlled way to do a movement. It might be the quickest way in, but I didn't really feel like that was a particularly robust movement pattern. For some people it is, but for me, starting from point zero, it wasn't. Um, so what I did was I, I literally went from frog stand and I just pressed. And then my supporting exercise from that was wall handstand push-ups. I did a lot of wall handstand push-ups. Unfortunately, we've unpicked that process and made it a lot easier for people because yeah. it took me a long time and I made a lot of mistakes. I made more mistakes in that 
my first frog stand, yeah. I smashed my face on the floor, and then I did spend a lot of time just kicking up, kicking up, kicking up, and getting nowhere. Dave, I think Dave looked at what I was doing and go, that doesn't look that much like a handstand. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go past that whole section. Yeah, and just cut to the end. And then my handstand was coming together. Dave was still kicking up, <laughs> falling, over. falling over. And then was like, I need to go back and sort it. It was after literally probably close a to... A while. Way over a year. I'm going to yeah. say like a year and a half, if not two years. But again, at least we, a year and a half, I literally went back to the beginning. I think you would have had a lot more success at that period if we'd known what we now know and yes. presenting, because you actually would have had some more tools in the locker rather than just yeah, kicking yeah. up. Equally, and that goes back to that same thing that George asked in the first place about you were kicking up and trying to um, create tension, but you might only make it for a split second. I've yeah. written, we've actually, yeah. we've, we've got a, a new beginner's handstand, handstand book out. And I talk about it in there in that you've, um, you can kick up for 20 minutes of handstand practice and, you, and half of those reps might fail. Half of them yeah. might end up in some form of balance. So you might get one or two seconds if you're lucky in, in that rep. Um, so over the course of that 20 minutes, you might have 10, 15, 20, most seconds worth of yeah. practice. Whereas actually, if you just dialed that back into some of the progressions that we've worked on and you went and went 10 second holds, six sets, well, I've now got 60 seconds. The brain is going to yeah. respond very differently to those two things. So there's a bit more of a progressive process. And hence why people are, like, the, like he, he, Ulf as a graduate is a prime example. Yeah. He's not, um, you know, he's not, like, flipping a gymnast yeah. or anything, far from it, like, um, and he's learned fast, like, mm. relative terms. And so the, the, the proofs in the pudding that people are following the, the, what, we've, mm. what we're suggesting now, which is, like, what we've learned minus all the stuff that didn't work and then here's the like streamlined version yeah, yeah. to go for, and people are graduating much faster than we ever yeah. learned to do anything. So I, I, interestingly, when I watch the graduation videos, I don't see that many people handstand like I do, because at, when people graduate, often it's frog stand, the rotation happens, the knees come off, the yeah. legs extend, yeah. and then they, they press that position. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, sort of, you're asking yourself to control quite a lot of neural information, but people are doing it successfully, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, the legs are just helping that part of press me, movement. The, the, the purist in me is, is almost like, and, and a purist in a positive way is like, I actually don't really care how you get into a handstand, as long as it's safe and you're having a good time. Yeah. Like Whether it's a press or a straight arm, it doesn't really matter. Let, so let's dial it back because Sorry, the two <laughs> of them are probably slightly different. The straight arm is quite a specific strength. So you're going to have to be able to keep the joints straight and locked and then build the movement on top of those. Um, if you were to go sort of like, hands straight on the floor and kick up and hold that. If you do that, you have to be strong straight arm strength to be able to support the body and control the movement pattern on top of that. If you go from a bent arm position and try and press up, it's probably less specific strength to hold joint position, but you're going to need more pushing strength. So the straight arm strength often in, in calisthenics is an isometric position, whereas if you go into like what I tend to do is actually go rotate and then press out, I'm actually using more pushing strength, yeah. but then have enough straight arm strength to hold the position. Holding it that straight arm strength with the body already stacked up on top is a different task to getting straight arms and then moving the body on top of it, just because by, um, architecturally of how the joints yeah. then stacked up and aligned. So, which is right, which is, which is not. Personally, I quite like to see the arms straight and then the legs extend, just because for me, beautiful strength with calisthenics, yeah. that, that for me looks like a more graceful position. I also, personally, my own journey and, and other people would, would disagree, but. We talk a lot in our workshops around building a stable foundation from which you can progress the next movement. So if I get into a press up, if I go frog stand, there's my stable position. If I'm strong enough to press out into a tuck handstand, that's a stable position. 
All I've then got to ask my neural system to do is control the straightening of the legs, and I can control that variable because I've already created a stable shape. Yeah. That's me learning as an ex-rugby player with two dislocated or two reconstructed shoulders after more dislocations than I know. So it, it might yeah. not be the same way, but you, for me personally, there was a certain amount of, I had to build confidence in my shoulder. I, I actually started handstanding because I thought if I can do it, then my shoulder's stable. Yeah. So I, I approached it with a fair amount of caution because probably at that time, I didn't have confidence in my shoulders to put my hand on the floor and just flick my body up above it. Yeah. So by me controlling joint by joint, I created a better foundation yeah. for myself. So yeah. I don't know that there's a right, I don't I think, want to say there's a right and wrong. But yeah, well, that's, I want to just sort of, I, talking about why you wanted to learn handstand. When I wanted to do a handstand, it was 100% because I wanted to do a handstand push-up. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't literally yeah. I wanted to do hands I wanted, And the reason I wanted to do handstand push-ups because they are flipping cool. <laughs> yeah, just because cool. I'd seen yeah. Frank Magiana doing handstand push-ups and I'm like, that's cool. And I mean, If you can do a handstand push-up, you look at someone and go, strong. Yeah, you're you just silly. Not, you can't I just not. go silly. Yeah, yeah. Handstand, I go, yeah, it's cool. Handstand push-up, yeah, you're strong. Yeah. And like, I initially, without thinking about it or whatever, it was like, get to it, right, so step one, get to a handstand. Yeah, yeah. Once you've got the top, get. then come down and get back up. And then what we realised is that if you kick up with straight arms... Because you can military press a barbell, right? So it should be... <laughs> yeah, <straight>. yeah. <laughs> but the, when, you, when you kick up straight arms, you've got your, so you can hold up the top, and then you go, right, let's go down, and then we'll come back up. So as you start to go down, your elbows start bending, and you go, wow, I've got no strength here. Yeah. So your triceps yeah, yeah. And, and shoulders have not been primed to build, to have that strength to be able to get, and you've got the whole balance issue and everything as well, and your core and all that mm -hmm. alignment and all that, but ultimately your shoulders and your triceps are not strong enough to hold that position. So when you started pressing out of that frog stand, it was like, okay, if I can get this bent arm strength in the frog stand and then get up to the handstand, well actually once you can go frog to handstand, then actually connecting the dots to come back down and back up in a, in a in a handstand, yeah, freestanding yeah. handstand push-up, you're pretty much there. You're not a million miles away. Because you're working through a range that you've already developed some yep. strength in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, just in terms of like the straddle, like press-ups and those types of things, like there is a big difference in the arm, the straight arm position in a straddle and coming up. Um, mm. A lot of upper trap strength to be able to hold that straight arm position, and a lot, a lot, a lot of it comes down to like hip mobility and hamstring yeah, length. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge factor that is just not in. Not a, not necessary um, in the frog to handstand, for example. In but it's not better or worse. It's no. just that it's different. And actually, you could argue that having to work on your hip mobility and your hamstring length is a is a positive for that. Yeah, so actually, yeah. we should have healthy hips and hamstrings, yeah. and therefore do work on that. Um, it depends. It comes back yeah, to that. Yeah. It's healthy. It depends what you want. Yeah. If you want to be able to do handstand push-ups, then you need to do something where you're going through bent arm and, and back up. Yeah. But if you don't want to do handstand push-ups and you just want to do a straddle up, then Great work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that would be. I think part yeah. of the thing with the with the straddles is you have to work on the lower body, and once you can get into that straddle position, if you've got if you can get the feet wide enough to be able to create um, enough, you can get the hands in basically close enough to the body. Mm. Supporting the weight on your hands, if you can already do a handstand, is not that difficult. Biomechanically, it's hard because the weight distribution is is um, offset. It's not a direct input base of support. So the job then is to try and actually just tip, tiptoe yourself up, but then the big movement for me on that where it becomes easy, or where the point to where it gets easy is, can I just rotate my hips up? And I'm just using like basically some hip, I'm going from like an anterior tilt, posterior tilt, sorry, into an anterior tilt as I move the pelvis mm. up and I, and I realign weight over base of support by, by using my back and my, my butt basically to lift and put my feet on top of my, of, over the hands. 
So ultimately, the wrap-up for me is, as you progress in calisthenics, you're going to want to probably have both of those options. I like this idea of having movement options. So if you said to me, can you do this position, it requires you to be in a bent arm, like an elbow lever or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pretty strong and I can do that position there. What about this press to handstand or straddle handstand? Can you do that? Yeah, I've got that because I've got strength overhead. We're building the shoulder, particularly from a health perspective and architecture perspective. It's a vulnerable joint. It has a great capacity for movement, but it lacks stability as, as, a, as a result. So having these different options where you can just utilize the shoulder in lots of different positions and it feels stable and you can coordinate movement around that, for me, that's a winner. Like from somebody who dislocated shoulders a lot, mine now feel amazing and I haven't done anything else apart from calisthenics to yeah. learn that. Um, big thing for me on handstand training is, to wrap up, they're fun. Yeah. Like, it is fun. It's it a fun way to train, yeah. don't need equipment. And on that, Fun things. We need your help with handstands because we are trying to break the Guinness World Record for the most number of people doing a handstand in one place. And it's going to be at one international time. in one place at one time, not on the exact same spot. That would be weird, yep. but the, the vicinity um, on International Handstand Day, 23rd of June. Details in the in the link description below. Get signed up. Get yourself involved in that. We need your help because, and also as part of that, we want to help you to become a world record holder with us. So with that in mind, until next week class dismissed thanks for listening to this week's podcast if you've enjoyed it guys we'd really appreciate a five star review on itunes and if you want to put a one star one on that sort of fine we'll just delete it <laughs> until next time class dismissed <laughs>